and running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. It's nine after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. Light rain in the area. Uh, drizzly, uh, particularly south of the city and then north of the city. Uh, right inside the metro area, there's some light drizzle and sprinkling out there and nothing major. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, the Atlanta Journal running a story today following up on their David Ralston story uh, that there really hasn't been much blowback on David Ralston in the state legislature. In fact, uh, you guys are getting a sense of this. If you want to call your state representative and find out where they stand on David Ralston, for those of you not familiar with the story, the AJC has a really devastating piece on Ralston. This is the third scandal of his tenure as Speaker of the House. Let's not forget the, the state bar complaint and other things uh, that Ralston has largely swept under the rug. And now we have this. Uh, he's been basically allowing criminals to hire him. And then they paying him up upwards of $20,000 to hire him. And he uses his credentials as Speaker of the House to ensure that their case never goes to trial. The Speaker of the House in Georgia is allowed uh, as many continuances as he wants to say, I can't be there. So if you're a lawyer in the state legislature, you're allowed continuances while the legislature is convening. Even though the legislature only meets for 40 days, Ralston continues to take uh, continuances and in some cases has had cases go on for years. A, a one person uh, victim, she was raped when she was 14 years old by a pastor. Uh, her parents let stay at her home. The pastor is out uh, wait, awaiting trial, paid Ralston money to be his lawyer, and this is five years ago. He still hasn't come to trial because Ralston keeps getting the case continued. Another person has uh, repeatedly beaten a series of girlfriends and admits on the record he paid David Ralston $20,000, and uh, Ralston had the case ensure that it never goes to trial, and that's why he paid Ralston. It's amazing and when you consider the rush of Republicans in the state to try to pass the Equal Rights Amendment because they wanted to suck up to the suburbs, you would think that the suburban voters in Georgia would be outraged by the Speaker of the House of Representatives in Georgia allowing sex predators and child molesters to never have to stand trial by using and abusing his power as Speaker to make sure they never go to trial. Uh, I, I, it just seems like every member of the state House of Representatives should be held to account for this because they are the ones who made David Ralston speaker, particularly the Republicans. They are the ones who put David Ralston there. You would think that Jan Jones from up in Milton uh, would be taking action on this, would be speaking out on this. She is one of the ones who is deeply concerned about the suburbs. She had a tougher race than she expected to get reelected, and, and there's no public statement here. Now, I'm told that there may be something happening behind the scenes, but actually the Democrats are telling me they're going to make the Republicans on this. They're, they're not doing anything. Uh, I, we had one person email in. He said they reached out to their state representative, who is Mary Margaret Oliver, uh, and the staff, they did not talk to the representative directly, talked to the staff. The staff said that uh, Oliver and the and Ralston have a friendly relationship, which was not prepared to take issue here and would have to talk to him. Uh, we had another person reached out to Kevin Tanner. Kevin Tanner is a state representative. Uh, where is Kevin Tanner from? Dawsonville, uh, District 9. Kevin Tanner 
told this person that he doesn't believe everything he reads in the newspaper and would have to talk to Ralston. That that seems to be uh, where it is. Pam Stevenson also, someone reached out to her office. Pam Stevenson, state representative from the Decatur area. Also, we got to talk to Ralston. Everybody, we got to talk to Ralston. We got to talk to Ralston. Um, this situation isn't going to get any better. And what I would like to encourage you all to do who are listening right now is text the word speaker to 345345. I will send you back a link. And if you click the link, all you have to do is put in your cell phone number and push the button. And I will connect you to your state representative's office. We're not going to do emails. We're not going to do tweets. We're not going to do Facebook messages. This is something you need to pick up the phone and deal with. You, you need to call your state representative and find out and then report back. And we're going to keep a list. Are they willing to stand behind a speaker who's helping keep child molesters out of jail? If they are, I think every single person who listens needs to know that these state representatives are willing to stand behind a man who's helping keep child molesters from ever having to see justice. And if they're not, I think they need to be commended. Here's the problem, though, is that the speaker has the power to punish people. So if the Republicans are willing to hang on to David Ralston, then they need to also be held accountable by the voters. Because if Republicans are so busy and focused on acquiring power, then perhaps they need to lose power. Now, it pains me to say that because I don't want the Democrats to take over, but I want all of you who have children right now to understand the situation. The Speaker of the House of Representatives in Georgia is using his power to ensure someone who raped a child never has to see justice. Ask yourself if that's right or wrong. And then text speaker to 345345 and pick up the phone and make sure that your state representative finds out you're not happy about the situation. We need to move on to the budget deal. It's bad. This entire situation is bad. Let me give you the state of play. Um, Republicans in in the House of Representatives in Washington, we've moved from Georgia to Washington and the House of Representatives there. They found some provisions in the budget deal that are deeply troubling. It has been Department of Homeland Security policy in the past to never arrest individuals who live in the homes of sponsors or potential sponsors for unaccompanied minors. Now, what is the unaccompanied minor situation? Well, remember, under the Obama administration, not the Trump administration, under the Obama administration, they began to separate children from adults to make sure the children are not victims of human trafficking. And they need sponsors for those children. They need to place them somewhere, preferably with friends or family. They allow people to come forward and volunteer for sponsorship. And sometimes the sponsors are not legal. Sometimes people living with the sponsors are not legal. So what the Department of Homeland Security has done is they've made it strict policy that individuals who want to be sponsors or potential sponsors will not get deported by being willing to sponsor an unaccompanied minor. Well, it was policy and not law because the Department of uh, Homeland Security found on occasion that there were nefarious people living in some of these homes, MS-13 gang members, among others. And in those cases, when they were found out, they would waive the policy and they would deport the people. 
The Democrats have decided that this should be put into law, and this is part of the proposal that the president is signing into law, is uh, no one who lives in the home of a potential sponsor or a sponsor will be deported. So if you have an MS-13 gang member who lives in the home of a sponsor or a potential sponsor, they won't get deported. They may go to jail, but they're not going to get removed from the country. That's a real problem. Here's another problem. The Democrats may have preemptively prevented the president from building his wall with his emergency declaration. There is a provision in the, in the deal that allows local governments to block the building of the wall. There is a separate provision in the deal that restricts where the wall can be built along the border. You will not be surprised to learn that the areas where the wall can be built went for Clinton over Trump 80-20. In other words, the Democrats gave local governments the power to stop the wall and then ensured the wall could only be built in areas where Democrats control the local government. The president has been played badly on this issue. and An emergency declaration isn't going to get him far, but I will tell you what their legal theory is and why they may get further than some Democrats think when we come back. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Uh, I, I need to just be very honest and open with you all. I think it is a terrible, terrible precedent for President Trump to do his emergency declaration. Uh, I think that we will see a Democrat do the same with climate change. Remember, there was a Joint Chiefs of Staff declaration that it was a national uh, security threat during the Obama administration. And it was actually, I, I had a listener call in, actually, or email in, rather, and say that, well, these were Obama's politicized Joint Chiefs. No, at the time, the Joint Chiefs were holdovers from the Bush administration. And they they were willing to do that. I think it's a a terrible, terrible precedent for the president to have done the emergency declaration. Uh, I will embolden future presidents. However, let me give you their working theory for doing it. The working theory uh, from those in the White House is that uh, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution requires that the federal government defend the states from invasion. It is considered non-justiciable. That's a fancy word for meaning it's not something you can go to court and fight. If there's an invasion, the government must protect. Uh, and so the president is defining these caravans that are coming up as invasions. As a result, they believe this keeps it out of court. Now, that is not actually going to be what happens. What's actually going to happen is Democrats are going to try to file suit. However, the Trump administration is handling this very cleverly. Now, I some of the people who are putting this policy together are very dear friends of mine, and I disagree with them on this, but I've got to admire their savvy in putting this together. They knew if this affected California— that California would find a liberal federal judge to immediately enjoin it. So the president's executive order and emergency declaration 
largely only covers Texas, where the president's done a pretty good job of filling the bench. So the odds are it will go to a George W. Bush or Trump appointee, not an Obama appointee in the federal court, which improves its odds. But again, the danger here is that they build a legal framework by which Democrats in the future do the same thing on guns or the environment, global warming, climate change, abortion, you name it. And I think that's a, that's a very dangerous thing. I think it's a deeply, deeply problematic issue. And I think it's, a, it's just something the president shouldn't do. When you don't get your way with Congress, doesn't make something a national emergency. Marco Rubio, Kathy McMorris-Rogers, and several other Republican members of Congress have come out and said they are opposed to the emergency declaration and they are looking to work with Democrats to actually overrule the emergency declaration. Uh, we're gonna. It's going to be very interesting to see the state of play here because this could divide up the Republicans. Others like Mitt Romney have come out and they're taking a very interesting tact with the president. I'll tell you what that is when we come back. Why, hello there. It's Eric Erickson. I think it's time for some phone calls, don't you? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Very interested in uh, what you guys are hearing from your state representatives. Let's go to the phones on this. Andrew in Athens, you're up first. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I just called uh, Doug Collins' office and I spoke to a man named Dave. And he acted like he didn't know what I was talking about. And uh, well, I, I I can stop you right there, Andrew. Doug Collins is in Congress in Washington. He's not in Atlanta. So you got to call your state representative, not your national representative. He, he Isaacson then. Uh, no, no, no. Isaacson is your U.S. senator, uh, and uh, Collins is your U.S. congressman. So you need to call either, depending on where you live uh, in the Athens area, it's either Spencer Fry or Houston Gaines. Uh, make it really easy for you, Andrew, is if you text the word speaker to 345-345, I'm going to send you back a link to your phone, and you just put in your phone number, and it'll show you who not only who your state representative is, but also connect your phone to them. You'll hear my voice say, I'm going to connect you, and I'll connect you into your state representative. Make it very easy for you. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Judy and Griffin, you're next. Welcome. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Um, I called Representative David Knight, mm -hmm. and um, the first answer I got was a lady who said that he had changed offices, and she forwarded me to the correct place. Talked to a lovely woman there who she totally agrees with us. And she gave me the correct number for him. If you need, if you have a way to correct that, I can give you that number. Okay, I, I, I'm sure I will track it down. Don't, don't give it to me over the air because okay. otherwise everybody will call. But I, I will, I'll get it. Uh, thank you for that, though. That's very helpful. Um, yeah, I just, I just told her, you know, it was totally unacceptable. You know that 
this just was wrong for people that are trying to get their cases heard and done. I mean, right. having been through any type of court service, you know, where it just keeps getting backburnered by judges or lawyers, it's crazy. Yeah, it really is. And when you think about it as as well, uh, Judy, the having someone have to hold on to those memories for years right. after after being victimized, it's just it's it's painful to think about. Um, so thank you very much for taking the time and, and actually calling. And I, I hope everybody else calls as well and just make some squirm, if nothing else. I think it's unacceptable. You would think that, that the Republicans would offer up Jan Jones if they're worried about the suburbs. Um, putting her in as speaker, a, a conservative female from Milton, uh, far more conservative than Ralston, by the way that it would be good. But again, for those of you who weren't here yesterday, I texted one of the, the Democrats in leadership in the House, and they said a couple of things. One, uh, they're afraid that a more conservative speaker would be on tap if they pushed for Ralston to go. Two, uh, they're worried about Jan Jones becoming speaker. Uh, they don't like her, and they think they can beat her, but probably can if she's speaker. And then three, if Ralston stays around, they can use this against Republicans next year. You, you would think the Republicans would be strategic about that. Uh, back to the phones we go, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. David and Cumming, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks very Love much. Your show. Thank you. Um, um, my representative is Representative Keith Tanner. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, actually, I'm right on the border between his and Representative Gilligan's district. Um, no, it, it's, it's, it's Kevin Tanner, right? Kevin. My, yeah. my mistake, sir. My mistake. Um, anyways... From what he said, he does not particularly like Ralston. He wants him out, but he doesn't really have too many high high positions to exert any influence on this particular issue. But you know, imagine if this is a doctor dealing with a doctor. Like, do doctors get the chance? Like, if a doctor was speaker, right? Would he be able to delay saving someone's life for this? No. So this is not. I do not like Ralston, you know, abusing his power in this manner. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you said that about Tanner because I had somebody email earlier who went through the the action system. They said they talked to Tanner, and Tanner said he didn't believe everything in the paper and wanted to talk to Ralston. So um, that's that's good to know. So put Tanner down for wanting him gone, but doesn't feel like he has the power to do it. Uh, frankly, you know there are a number of conservatives in the state legislature, and my guess is that they're they don't want to speak out because uh, Ralston will stop any of their stuff from ever being able to pass. He's got a lot of influence, that's for sure. And um, also, I know Representative Gilligan personally, too. She, I, I, haven't, I haven't talked to her about this particular issue, though, so you may want to look at that. Yeah, you know, to, to be quite honest with you, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to to get people to call across the board, Democrats and Republicans, and and just do a list and and do a shout out. But I, I'm kind of protective of some of these conservatives because I know how vindictive Ralston is, and frankly, oh, I yeah. think it's it's his his friends who have been doubling down to protect him on this, and they're the ones who need to be uh, found and and asked and see. What they think. I, I think we need to call Ralston's moderate Republican friends on deck who have been protecting him and keeping him in power and say, hey, are you really okay keeping this guy in power so he can keep child molesters from ever facing justice? Folks, what I'm going to do is I, I'm going to prepare a list of all of these people so that you can find out where your state representative stands on it and at least get these people on record and let the voters hold them accountable if need be on this issue. 
they need action. If they don't want to get rid of the speaker, they need to change the law so the speaker can't get continuances after the legislative session is over. If they want to keep him, make him act like the rest of the of the state house of the state senate, where he can't uh, he can't keep getting continuances once the legislature has adjourned. Uh, Brian in Ackworth, uh, you're going to be up next. Welcome. How you doing, Eric? Good. How are you? I'm really good. Um, talk. My representative is Ed Setzler, mm-hmm. and when I talked to him this morning, is uh, people said we know they've been getting bombarded, so they're very aware of it. And as I told them, we have a vote of no confidence. If you do this as a representative, you're going to end up screwing up the Republican Party here in Georgia, and it's going to end up flipping Democrat like they did in Illinois, where I came from, and it's going to run the state into the ground. This is just nuts. People have to be held accountable. Nobody wants to do anything about it. It seems that, you know, this has been going on for a while, and this is the first we're hearing about it. Yeah, listen, and I appreciate it, Brian, very much. And this is, I think, the Atlanta Journal and WSB-TV really, really need a lot of credit here for blowing up the story, blowing it wide open and exposing it. Uh, This has been happening for a while, and frankly, there are a lot of people in the state legislature and even the judges who refuse to go on record in the story. They're scared of the speaker. They know he's very vindictive, very petty, very thin-skinned. And they 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 would love for something to change, but they don't feel like they got the power. It's going to take uh, a mass of people swelling up with outrage to get anything done. Pat and Powder Springs, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric, a longtime listener, first time caller. Um, I, I just want to let you know, I called Jenny Earhart's office and it was interesting because there was a message, a recorded message. And then when um, I, I waited for a minute. It connected me directly to David Ralston's office. and <laughs> Maybe he's routed to... the phones. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And he wanted me to leave a message. I didn't just because I want to get in touch with my representative, you know, first and get her kind of view. So, you know, just thought it'd be good information for you to know. Pat, I appreciate it. It would not surprise me at all if Ralston has routed the phone system at the state Capital to him, so none of the representatives can hear that people are outraged by it. That would not surprise me at all. But guess what? Maybe some of y'all will see your state reps in church this weekend. It's me. I'm back. How about we do some more phone calls here before we move on? Rebecca is calling. And Rebecca, you, if I click the button, there you go. You're up next. Welcome. Hi there. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yeah. Um, when I heard this story yesterday about Ralston, um, I swelled up with anger because um, this I, I'm a victim of domestic violence. And if it weren't for the deep pockets that he has and his connections, um, you know, he, he, had, he had the whole thing exonerated. And he was arrested um, after it happened and with a testimony of my daughter who witnessed it. And I just can't believe that not not long after that, even with, even with the DUI after that, um, he uh, violated his uh, the, the the circumstances, and uh, he he came oh oh out smelling like a fresh cut rose, mm-hmm. and I just I, I that just infuriates me, infuriates me, and the system never even told me that he was out and exonerated. And it's just, it's, it's just awful. And, and now you've got a, a Speaker of the House who's helping keep people from ever even going to trial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and um, I called um, uh, Jan, Jan Jones, yeah, mm-hmm. but she's she's our representative, and uh, she's probably getting a lot of phone calls because uh, uh, I went right into voicemail. So, um, but I, I'm just some something has to be done because it just I I feel for that that young girl who's still waiting for her day for, yeah. for her vindication, and yeah. I I don't feel like I'm I'm ever going to get this vindication at all. I just Something has to be done. This corrupt system is just—it's failing our families. It is um, the same system, the same county. It was Forsyth County failed my my daughter, who at nine years old she was molested mm. after after this happened to me. So, needless to say, her faith in in, in the system and um, men um, have have just been crushed. Yeah. Well. Hopefully, hopefully the state legislature is listening. Rebecca, I've got a hard break here. i got to let you go. Thank you very much for that. Y'all, it, it, listen to Rebecca here. And the Republicans are worried about the suburbs. They're worried about what are the political implications of not fixing this, of leaving the speaker where he is so these people can continue to avoid justice. It's terrible. When we come back, we got to move on. we got to shift gears. we got other stories to talk about. Eric Erickson, the second hour of Atlanta's Evening News underway. The phone number, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm feeling charitable tonight, so I think I'm going to start the show with phone calls. People still want to talk about the Ralston situation. We do need to get more into the budget and the, the Justin Smollett situation. If you haven't heard, so this is the guy in Chicago who claimed a bunch of Trump supporters beat him up and poured bleach on him and put a noose around his neck. Turns out that's not the case at all. Police have uh, arrested two and charged them with battery. Turns out they're friends of Smollett's and, and all the stuff, the bleach and everything was in their apartment. And now there are allegations and suggestions that perhaps this was all something to save Smollett's career. His character was getting written out of Empire, the TV show. Uh, this story is still developing. Let's, though, let, let's keep the Ralston conversation going because uh, you guys want to. We've got people on hold who want to talk about it. And I don't want to keep everybody waiting all night to talk about the subject. So let's go next to David in Cartersville. Welcome to WSB. Well, thank you, Mr. Erickson. It's finally, it's a pleasure to finally speak with you. Well, thank you. I would, I would like you to know right up front when you and your wife are ready to go riding up in the mountains. <laughs> I'll break the bike out. Okay, let, let's be let's be clear here, David. Let's be clear. <laughs> when she, because I ain't going. When when she is. <laughs> oh, okay. When she gets ready. Yeah, yeah. I'll follow Secondly, along. And I'll follow along in my Yukon. <laughs> no, okay. Hey, you got to have a support vehicle. Absolutely. Secondly, yes. Just on what you just said about the the Jesse Smollett. You know, when that whole thing came down, fishy as a carp. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it just seemed a little too good. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, know I mean? I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know any white guy who's going to stand around at 2 a.m. in Chicago when it's negative 50 degrees to... to... Exactly. Yes. And, you know, and then one other thing. The whole, as a citizen, because I'm not a subject and a taxpayer, uh, on the whole Ralston issue... Uh, because I I truly do value your opinion, 
as citizens and taxpayers, what do we do? How how can we rectify this? Or, and I hate to use this terminology, is that above our pay grade? David, that, gonna, that, that's an excellent I'm, I'm question. I'm going to let you answer. Oh, well, listen, it's an excellent question, and I'll give you as best an answer as I can. Uh, this is an issue for the state house of representatives. This is not a Brian Kemp issue. This is not a Jeff Duncan issue. This is not a state Senate issue. This is the Georgia House of Representatives. The Georgia House of Representatives voted to make David Ralston the speaker. It is on them. Uh, th- that's why I'm not telling you to call Brian Kemp. That's why I'm not saying anybody should be outraged whether he says something or not. It, this isn't on him. This isn't about him. He has no power over the situation. Had several people text me and say, shouldn't shouldn't Kemp go to the speaker? The speaker at this point, because the governor is new, the speaker arguably has more power than the governor right now can stymie his agenda in the legislature by blocking it. The chairman of committees have all been handpicked by the speaker to block things for the speaker at the speaker's request. Until you get the chairman of these committees uh, to take a stand, uh, there's really nothing anybody can do, even more so than the the average rank-and-file member. Uh, you got to get the Democrats involved here as well. Uh, but the Democrats love the situation. Having Ralston as speaker is going to be the gift that keeps on giving for the Democrats because they can get him to block conservative things and then turn around against him in the suburbs and say, why are these Republicans keeping this guy here? He's keeping child molesters from ever having to go to jail. So the Democrats are going to do anything. Uh, the chairman and, and the Republicans in the House of Representatives must be made uncomfortable in this situation. If you're not willing to pick up the phone and call your representative and demand action, nothing's going to change. And I do think it's very interesting. Now, we've gotten three other phone calls from people saying they tried to call their state rep and the the phone got routed to Ralston's office. I don't know what's going on. Uh, the system we use is legit. I don't know. I don't know if the phones are routed or what. But you got to be persistent. you got to call your state representative. you got to find out where they are on this issue, and, and you got to make sure they understand that this is unacceptable. Let's go back to the phones. David in Monroe, you're next. Welcome. Hey, uh, Eric. It's uh, probably nice to talk to you. Thanks very much. Um, I had a chance to meet you at the uh, election night in Athens. Um, oh, that was a fun uh, night. Yes. I Never-ending some... night, but a fun night. I didn't get to bed till 5 a.m., but... <laughs> but... <laughs> Me too! <laughs> That's besides the point. Um, I... Um... So are we stuck with uh, David Ralston as the Speaker of the House for the next two years? If the Republicans in the state legislature don't do anything, yeah. That's disgust uh, disgust me. And that's probably one of the reasons I called you is because uh, my niece was a victim of a child molester who was defended by uh, someone who is connected with David Ralston. I wanted to correct myself from the guy that answered the phone, but um, – he ended up firing him, but the uh, guy who did this to my niece, who turned out to be her dad, got what he deserved and was put behind bars. But it's people like him. You know, if, if we as Republicans and our governor and state officials are saying we want to protect our children, um, this is not the kind of guy we need in our state legislator or at the top of our, um, you know, at the, in, under the gold dome representing our right. children. Yeah. I wanted to look at that and uh, – Hopefully, I just moved to Monroe, so I don't really know who the state representative is here, but I'm surely going to find out. Well, hey, look, I'll make it easy for you, David. Thanks for the phone call. If you text the word speaker to 345-345, I'll spit you back a link. You click that link, and all you got to do is put your phone number in and connect you. It'll connect you. You push the, the button after you put your phone number in, and I will call you back. 
and you'll hear my voice, and I will connect you to your state representative. Uh, it's an easy system to use, and I have never used it like this before, but I think we need to use it like this. Now, listen, I, I'm going to shift gears here real quick as I stick with phone calls because Sherry's been waiting real patiently in Snellville about the budget. People want to talk about that, too. Welcome, Sherry. Hi, Eric. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Um, I just I did have a question. I think this is a bad budget bill, but I was curious. I can see how the Democrats can attach these awful restrictions to the one point four billion that is in the bill, but how can they do that on the other six billion that's already been allocated that the president will be moving around? Well, because the language in this statute takes precedence over emergency declarations the way it's written. An emergency declaration has to find other legislation uh, by which it can attach to. An emergency declaration by its own does no good. Uh, The president has to draw power from other legislation. And the president is drawing power from this budget resolution that authorizes him to fund the wall. And this budget resolution actually says local Democratic uh, counties can block construction of the wall. Now, they can find other legislation. I'm sure they're going to be looking for it. But since this legislation is more recent, it's going to take precedence over prior legislation uh, when it goes to court. We'll we'll see if they can if they can build their entire argument under the constitutional invasion clause of Article Four, Section Four. Uh, they got a pretty good uh, way to deflect the Democrats' arguments. But will a judge actually buy that? Given the situation, I'm not so sure. Uh, I want to step out real quick, uh, take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll keep taking your phone calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. To the phones we go. Kathy calling from Dallas. You're next. Welcome. Hi, Eric. Hi there. I just wanted to make the comment. Um, if this were the speaker's daughter, our granddaughter, he would want justice to be done. And he wouldn't want it put on the back burner. And he would want to pull some strings to get someone prosecuted. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's fair that he's doing these people this way. I'm a 12-year employee previously of DFACS, and it's hard on these kids and young adults when these things happen to them, and he doesn't need to be doing this to them. Right. Well, and, you know, the only way to get this corrected is to get the members of the state legislature to to stand up on this issue uh, and have them go on record. And honestly, it's an issue of, of making it about them. Ralston only stays in place by keeping the Republicans in charge. And if the Republicans feel threatened, they feel like their jobs are going to be in jeopardy because they're having to defend Ralston, then they'll do something. It, it's a matter of self-preservation. You know, a buddy of mine sent me a text on this, and we actually we had a caller, and I was hoping to engage with him on this issue. Uh, and... He's not there. Uh, And it's largely, you know, this is a character issue. And I've gotten a number of friends of mine who are very disappointed with me supporting President Trump saying, how can you how can you be calling for Ralston to be ousted? And now you're you're defending Trump. You're supporting Trump. Well, 
here's my thinking on this, and it may not satisfy those of you who are upset with me for deciding that I'm going to vote for Trump. Uh, in 2016, I, I said character counts, planted my flag in the character counts camp, and I didn't vote for the president. Uh, much to withering criticism from Republicans, uh, much to withering criticism from this radio audience, and my family was threatened, I was threatened. Uh, lost TV contracts, lost money, uh, lost friends over it, and, and stuck to my guns because I thought it was the right thing to do. And now I, I'm, I'm finally I'm, I'm at the conclusion that we're in a post-Christian society here, and we're all trying to make our way through. I still think character counts, and it's obvious to me that most people don't. And given the character of Trump versus the character of Democrats, I think I'm going to go with the guy in Washington who you may not like, uh, you may not like his demeanor, but he's not out there willing to kill kids and the democrats can do it with a smile but that doesn't mean they have better character here in georgia i'm, I'm hoping that republicans still care about character and still care about their officials and are still willing to stand up and be heard on these issues and still willing to say this is bad more light rain in the area we're moving out of the the drizzly just kind of uh, misty phase into actual rain and we're taking your phone calls uh, now uh, we got a long list of folks so i'm not going to give out the number right now see if i can get through these phone calls with folks uh harley you are next welcome Hi, Harley. hey eric how you doing i uh, wanted to welcome you to the fold but um now I'm upset. I heard something today about that. Um, did that go through? I heard something today about that, that uh, legislation, the bill was de facto amnesty in yep. part of it because it's not going after anybody that was doing any child trafficking or human trafficking. Is that true? Uh, yes. Well, yes and no. So one of the provisions in the legislation, Harley, is that if you are a sponsor of an, un an unaccompanied minor, a potential sponsor of an unaccompanied minor, or live in the house of a sponsor or potential sponsor of an unaccompanied minor, you cannot be deported. And many of the people who are trafficking the kids are working with people in this country who would sponsor them. That's one of the reasons to separate them. So yeah, conservatives have been telling the president all day, uh, this is actually going to embolden human trafficking because of the way they put this provision in. Uh, they have, they're basically legislating a Department of Homeland Security standard operating procedure that even the department waives uh, on a case-by-case -case basis. If they find out someone is tied to MS-13 or human trafficking, it's, it's a, not a good situation to have this put into law, but that's what the Democrats wanted. A deeply unfortunate situation. Uh, Laurie in Atlanta, you're up next. Welcome. Hello. Hi there. Hey, uh, as a member of the automotive industry that was going to be affected several years ago by the um, no not allowing cars to be turned into race cars, yeah. our company went to bat and we inundated the representatives' offices with physical mail. Mm -hmm. And they came back and said when they rescinded that bill that that was one of the biggest reasons was that it wasn't an email it wasn't a voicemail it was physical mail and they couldn't ignore it they had to deal with it so instead of calling instead of emailing them we need to inundate their offices with physical mail to get ralston out of that 
position. Uh, I will tell you what. I will spend the weekend investigating to figure out if there's a way I can make it easy for people to do that. It, it's kind of hard for me. I can give you guys a texting number where you can then connect in on the on the switchboard, which appears, by the way, it appears all the all the phone numbers are being routed to Ralston's office this evening. I don't know if it's because it's after five on Friday, but we're getting a lot of people calling saying uh, they they called. And it said it was connecting with their state legislator, and suddenly it redirected to Ralston's office. I, I'm assuming it's because it's uh, quitting time, even in, even under the gold dome. But I don't know. But yeah, I, I listen. I love letter writing campaigns, but they need to be handwritten letters. And I'm trying to make it easy for folks, and that means I don't know how many people are going to go to bat with handwritten letters. I wish everybody would. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's one of the funny things. I actually had a meeting yesterday on this that uh, people say all the time in, in talk radio, give us solutions, give us solutions, give us solutions. Well, here I am. Text speaker to 345345. I'll send you a link. You click the link. It pops up a little window. It says put in your phone number. You put in your phone number. You click the, the enter button, and suddenly it your phone rings, and it's me saying, I'm going to connect you to your state rep, and I do, and you're, you'd be amazed at the number of people who don't even want to do that. They, they want a solution to fix the problem, and they don't even want to do it. So that's the, the frustrating part of all of this, uh, the, the, the passive nature of folks who want everyone else to pick this fight. i got to tell you, if you are not willing to find your state representative— and tell your state representative this is unacceptable. This situation is going to go on. That poor girl in David Ralston's district who has been raped and has to remember in detail every day because Ralston keeps putting the trial off that it's going to keep going on and it's going to be more of them. So you guys have to be active on this. I, I can't do it. It's got to be a, it's got to be constituents reaching out to their own state representatives, making them fearful that they're going to lose their jobs or lose control if, if they don't do something about Ralston. You guys have to do this. I can't. By the way, it just I'm going to hijack my own pro program here and say something. One of the my favorite bands these days that I listen to all the time is the Glorious Sons, and I found out last night that they're going to be in Atlanta uh, on um, Wednesday at Vinyl, which is actually just down the street from our office, and I cannot go. And I love this band. Uh, the Glorious Sun. So if you're in the Atlanta area and want to listen to a great band on Wednesday night at Vinyl, uh, I think Center Stage, Vinyl, that facility there on, on West Peachtree Street, uh, check out The Glorious Sons. I'm really upset now that I found out they, they are going to be in town and I'm not. So somebody go to the concert for me. Back to the phones we go. James, you're next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Hi there. Um, I tried contacting Andrew Welch, and apparently even Andrew Welch wants to avoid this Ralston issue because I got redirected to Tom Price's office. Tom Price? How on earth are you redirected to Tom Price's office? That It just it, it gave me a voicemail message and said, this is the office of Tom Price, and that's all I got. That's weird. That's weird. I'm going to have to check into this. So many people are having problems and I'm assuming it better not be the system I'm paying for because that'll make me really mad, but uh, we'll figure it out and make sure everybody can connect their to their state representatives. By Monday, I'll have a solution because this story ain't going away. James, thanks very much for that. This story is not going away. You can't let this story go away. That poor girl up there though. What about the woman whose, whose boyfriend beat her up? 
and she's got to hang on to all the details. And, and it's been so long now, she's afraid she's going to forget and he's going to get off. And he's done this to multiple women, and she she wants him to face justice, and Ralston's keeping him from facing justice. Can't let the story go. That's just not not the right thing to do is to let this go. we we got to engage it. Back to the phones we go. Vince, welcome to WSB, Vince. Hey, Eric. It's uh, great to talk to you. I've been listening to you since you changed over to evenings. and um, Thank you. I, I can't think of anything I've disagreed with you on. Well, thank but you. That, that being said, I'm not disagreeing with you. Is there a way that there could be a media blast in, in Ralston's district to go after him with the people that put him there? Well, yeah, you know, get- so there are a lot of there are a lot of campaigns that have tried and they have been very successful. And part of it is um, you've got a I, I don't know that you have a daily newspaper up there. I think it's a weekly newspaper. I, I don't know how aggressive they would go after David Ralston. He's got the big law firm in there as well. Uh, he's just he's what, got so uh, many ties up there. It makes it very difficult. What is his district? Which district is he uh, he's in? up in Blue Ridge? Okay, he's in Blue Ridge. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing, could we organize a day of rage for to go to the Capitol oh, and have bad idea the the people that are that that are conservatives that are sick yep. of his. Hey, hey Vince, I, I got to let you go there. That that's not a bad idea. Um, we may have to do something like that. You guys have a great weekend.